Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez. Frustrating Sunday, no doubt about it. Frustrating game day for the Dallas Cowboys. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals 25-22. We'll talk about it tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We'll hit three takeaways for the game. We'll talk about Michael Gallup's injury and what might be next for him and for the team. We'll talk about the flags. Don't worry, we will talk about the officiating in this game and we'll close the show out with some sitting discussion because right now the Cowboys are the fourth seed in the NFC. Far from ideal. The Cowboys had an opportunity to remain at number two. Judging by the Green Bay-Minnesota game, we might be a little bit excited had the Cowboys not lost versus the Cardinals. But we'll talk about it all on prime time. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about prime time. And now that more of us are here, let's start the show officially. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the postseason because we are so close to the playoffs. We'll talk about that as well because Mike McCarthy said that the Cowboys are going to talk about it on Monday and try to define whether or not the starters are playing in Week 18 versus the Eagles. Dak Prescott said that he was planning on playing, and he said, period. So there's that. I think that the Cowboys starters should play, to be honest, in Week 18. We might uh, have that conversation later on primetime. But let's start with the show. What is up, Burner Accounts? A new year, same Dallas Cowboys. I know that some fans are very frustrated, and you should be. You should be frustrated with today's result, I believe. Timo Theo at Facebook saying, we're going to be all right. And the question for you guys to start the show right off the bat, we'll start with a question. Truth or false? The Cowboys are still in an offensive slump. And I ask that because after that Washington game, we were quite excited about the Cowboys maybe ending this slump. But now you got to wonder, was that game the exception? And are these issues on offense going to keep popping up? Or is this lump not over yet? I think that's a fair answer. What is up? A fair question. Uh, sorry. Stevie Maxine, hit that like button and share the stream. Thank you, Stevie Mac, for reminding people to do so. Burner accounts is that's the truth. Uh, Joshua goes with true. Tyke Smith goes with false, though. Elio Varelas goes with truth. I'm going to go with truth. I'm not going to say that the Cowboys are not going to be able to break out of this lump. But I think that it is fair to say that based on what we have seen, that I got to lean with true. I think that they can break it. I think that this Cowboys offense can look different once the postseason rolls around. And we'll get into some of the reasons why I believe we saw such a performance today versus the Cardinals. But I think it is fair to say that the answer to that question should be true. The Cowboys once again saw a lot of issues offensively, and we could break it down. We saw some issues with the play calling. We'll get into that. 
we saw some issues with some Dak Prescott throws, especially in some. The, the thing with Dak, I believe, is that he is having decent games, even though you don't want him to have decent games. You want him to be better than decent. But when he has his mistakes, when he makes the mistakes, it's in some pretty bad spots, right? With Cooper wide open, for example. The fumble when he was running for that first down. And then you have still some drops from the wide receivers, from the running backs and tight ends. You still have some issues with your offensive line, which was in huge part the storyline for today's game versus the Cardinals. A lot of flags and offensive linemen that were definite drive killers for the Dallas Cowboys. So that was also an issue. So I will say true, and we'll talk about the play calling right now. We, we, we can get into the, we can actually get into the takeaways right away. Three takeaways from today's loss. Moore is just downright bad, says TV Mac. Tom down his burner account saying, let Kellen Moore leave. Please hire him, Jax. I struggle with Kellen Moore because I think there are some good things from him. And I think he's still a very creative coach for the Dallas Cowboys. But I believe that the thing about him, the, the, the main issue with Kellen Moore is that I question whether or not the Cowboys have a system to fall back to when things aren't working out. So through September and October, we were very excited about the Cowboys showing different looks week to week and showing different concepts week to week. And the Cowboys, and I remember that Steven Reese from The Ringer had a great article about it, about it had an offense that was based on plays and not really on a scheme. And back then, we were very excited about it. We were thinking, hey, this is actually working out for the Cowboys. It is cool that Kellen Moore is being this creative for Dak Prescott and the rest of the offense. And now, looking, although hindsight is 10 for 10, on hindsight, you look at it and you say, is this actually hurting the Cowboys? The fact that when things aren't working out, when you are facing a defense that is kind of pushing you against the wall, do you have something to fall back on? And, and that is my main question with Kellen Moore's offense. I still believe that he has the potential to be a great coach in the NFL. I still believe that the Cowboys should not be looking elsewhere for another offensive coordinator, that they should be trying to keep Kellen Moore in the franchise. That is just my opinion. But that is based on that. I think that Kellen can be good. He just needs to find out whether or not he wants and he should want it, maybe, that system to fall back on when things aren't perfect, which is kind of the, the problem that we have been seeing with this offense in the past few weeks. I think, says Charles Moore, we get overhyped, overhyped and we know we're better than them and we get overconfident. That could be an issue as well. Daryl Gibson saying Tyron Smith looked real bad. He got bit like a drum all game. Tyron Smith definitely lost the battle to Chandler Jones. And by the way, speaking of Chandler Jones, one of my biggest frustrating moments on today's loss to the Cardinals was that run versus with Ezekiel Elliott in which Chandler Jones tackles him for a loss. And you see the replay and you see Dalton Schultz blocking Chandler Jones. You're going to lose that battle 10 times out of 10. You don't want Chandler Jones on Dalton Schultz at all. And that is not Schultz's fault. That is not Ezekiel Elliott's fault. That is just play calling, and play design. Jason Renfro says, Moore needs to be a more balanced team. 
Dallas Jung says, get CD Lamp and Cooper the Rock. Shake my head, bro. It's so frustrating. Oh, and by the way, before we get into the, the, the takeaways, I, I forgot. Michael Gallup was hurt. It is feared to be an ACL. It is likely to be. It will be confirmed tomorrow morning, for sure, Monday, when he gets an MRI. But it's looking like Michael Gallup is done for the season, which is so unfortunate because this could low-key be the, the final time that we saw Michael Gallup in a Cowboys uniform. I don't want to get ahead of myself, and we'll talk about it when free agency arrives. But Michael Gallup is set to hit the market, and you would assume that it's, it's, it's at least a strong possibility. At least you got to acknowledge that it is a very strong possibility that Michael Gallup ends up elsewhere. Because in here, we know that Gallup is not going to be the number one. And if he at least explores the market and finds a team that is interested in making him the number one guy and paying him wide receiver one type of money, I mean, Michael Gallup might be gone. I don't think it is a sure thing, though. But it sucks that Michael Gallup got injured. It was a great play by him too. He was tracking the ball from Dak Prescott. Really nice job of it. But he got injured and it seems to be an ACL and it seems to be a season-ending injury, unfortunately. Dallas Young saying, this is really sad. I don't want Michael Gallup's Cowboys career to end like this. I don't think any one of us wants that to happen. But it's looking like that. Jessica says Gallup is definitely a playmaker. It will be confirmed tomorrow morning. And I agree with Isaiah De Santos. He says, I just hope that Michael Gallup is the same player after the injury. Hopefully, that is the case. Whether it is with the Cowboys or anywhere else, hopefully Michael Gallup bounces back. He's a great guy, great leader for the Cowboys team, and just a playmaker, like Jessica just called, her, called him. A playmaker that consistently wows us with his catches because... This guy not only catches touchdowns, this guy makes, you know, circus catches for the Dallas Cowboys when he has been uh, during his first few years of their career. So we had to talk about that. Now the Cowboys are in a tough spot on offense because Cedric Wilson is a good receiver and maybe the Cowboys have some options beyond Wilson only. You have Malik Turner, you have Noah Brown, you have, uh, well, Malik Turner, who has, who has stepped up for this Cowboys offense, he might become the number four behind Wilson, who will be the number three, right? So, ah, what was with all the blocked passes from Dak Prescott, says Larry Thomas. That was another issue that we'll talk about in just a few moments. But I'm just going to add that I think that Wilson can do a good job for the Cowboys as the number three. I know that some people thought that he was struggling when Amari Cooper was out and CeeDee Lamb was out. But it is such a different task to be number three behind Cooper and Lamb than to be number two behind only Michael Gallup, for example, in that Raiders game. So I think that Cedric Wilson is up for the task, but we cannot fool ourselves and believe that he is in the same level as Michael Gallup because Michael definitely is a better player. Charles says, I still see us being contenders. Hector Trevino says, Dak's inconsistencies makes it hard for the defense to rest up. This will not help them win in the playoffs one, one and out. John Stanley says, man, it's not much to say. We're not a Super Bowl team. We are a 500 team. We, are, uh, we lose it so over today. That's what John Stanley has to say 
over at YouTube. I don't know where I fall yet in this entire conversation. I don't know where I fall on what is ahead for the Dallas Cowboys. They are one game away from clicking on offense, maybe, but they need to find that identity. So let's get into the takeaways. Let's talk about that play calling because we mentioned the Cowboys' issues offensively. And I think that one of the biggest issues today was that once again, we saw a Cowboys offense that was not very, I'm not even going to say vertical because I don't think that pushing the ball down the field is the only answer that this Cowboys team should be looking for. But once again, we saw a lot of stop routes. We saw a few vertical concepts from the Cowboys receivers, and we'll know more about it when we get into the All-22 tape. But I think that the fact that the Cowboys are not threatening downfield, I'm not talking about four verticals only. I'm talking about not not stop routes at the at the sticks. That's what I'm talking about. That made the Cardinals not really respect some of the coverage. And they were showing five guys, six guys, seven guys at the line of scrimmage. And they wouldn't even rush them. They would just drop them back into coverage. And, hey, it is fair to say that they got to Dak Prescott. I think that that was one of the biggest issues from today's game versus the Cardinals. I think that Dak, more than the missed throws, more than all of that, which were a few missed throws, I think that the main issue was that they got to Dak Prescott with those defensive looks. We will confirm that when we get into the All-22 because you ne- you're, never, you're never sure about all of these things from the TV broadcast, but I think that those looks, the fact that they were never rushing all of the players that they had lined up at the line of scrimmage was an issue for Dak Prescott because that's, that's a very strong game plan from Vance Joseph. You got to give it to him. He's a candidate to be assistant of the year. I believe that it's between Dan Quinn and Vance Joseph. And I think that Joseph had a pretty good game plan for the Cowboys defensively speaking on today's game. That would be my main takeaway from this game. Number two, and this is a positive note because I think that we deserve a positive note out of this game. And I'm going to talk about the Cowboys defense. They gave up some big third downs. But at the end of the day, I think that they didn't have a bad game. I think that the Cowboys defense held up pretty well. There's only so much that they can do when the offense is not answering the door. It's not answering the the call. They were 43. We're talking about success rate here. They were at 43% success rate in early downs versus a 58% success rate in late downs. But the Cowboys, on first and down, on second and down, I think they did a good job defending the run, especially when they were attacking the middle. Late in the game, the Cardinals kind of flipped the script, and they started using more speed concepts, speed options, and they were running to the boundary, and they were more efficient when doing that. But throughout most of the game, I believe that they did a nice job stopping the run in early downs and the passes in early downs. I think it is fair to give them that credit. And even though late in the game they struggled, you got to give it to them that most of the game they were holding on and the Cowboys offense wasn't there yet. Hey, one of the touchdowns from the Cowboys came in a drive that started at the 31-yard line. Ah, Diggs definitely didn't have a good day today, says Stevie Mack. That is right. Trevon Diggs, worst game of the season maybe. I think that you could call it that. Touchdown Packers, by the way. So the dream of Sean Mannion shocking the world is kind of over by now. Not going to lie. I kind of want the Packers to win. Because if, if the Packers lost on Sunday night, 
versus this Vikings team, like the loss to the Cardinals would hurt even more. So, hey, I'm all for the Packers winning tonight. I don't care. <laughs> Jessica says, I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, Beryl Killer says, outcoached, outoffensed, outdefensed, outspecialteamed, outcoached, no turnovers. So, Trevon Diggs, I agree with Stevie Mack. He didn't have a good game. I think it might have been the worst of his 2021 season. I think that he's still a very good cornerback. And I think that a whole conversation with Trevon Diggs seems to be very black and white in social media. Either you are calling Trevon Diggs a, the top cornerback in the league, or you're calling him an opportunistic cornerback who is actually getting burned week to week. I don't think it's either of, the, of those. I, I think he falls somewhere in between. This is how I define Trevon Diggs. He's a very good cornerback. Keywords, very good. That's where I would classify him at. Who is elite at tracking the ball and actually making the play on it. He's an elite ball hawk. But overall, a very good cornerback. And I think that the whole conversation behind yards allowed for the cornerback and completions allowed and all of that, when you take a look at some other successful cornerback seasons, you see similar numbers. So I think that is also overexploited, but I, I still believe that Trevon Diggs is a very good cornerback. However, bad game. Anthony Brown had a very strong first half, and then he struggled a little bit in the second half. We even got to see some Kelvin Joseph, who, by the way, positive takeaway for, for uh, Kelvin Joseph. He was tackling out there in open space, and I like what we saw from number 24 once again. Then he says, maybe this humble pie is exactly what everyone needed, including the distraction of head coaching interviews. By the way, Kellen Moore, I saw a report from Tom Pellicero that Kellen Moore is expected to take the Jacks interview next week. So be on the lookout for that. Joshua says, think it's some, think it's some of Dak's fumble and Greg's field goal. Yeah, definitely that fumble caused them a lot. Kevin says, who will have the advantage if we play the Cards first game of the playoffs? To me, it will hinge on, will the Dallas Cowboys be able to adjust to those defensive looks that we were talking about? They will have the tape already, so we'll see if they can adjust to that. Someone mentioned the, bot the, the batted balls. That was a big issue on today's game. We thought coming into this game that the shorter quarterback might have that kind of problems, but Kyler Murray wasn't really struggling with that. Dak Prescott was struggling more with those throws. And the offensive line, of course, that was so frustrating. The Cowboys can adjust to all of these things. I believe that they can have the upper hand if they square off against each other again in the playoffs. Because in case you didn't know, the Cowboys right now are the fourth seed, and if the playoffs started today, they would they would face the number five seed in the NFC at AT&T Stadium, and the number five seed in the NFC right now is the Arizona Cardinals. So it would be a revenge game right now. Dallas Young says, wait, did Jordan Lewis get benched, or did he get hurt? Because in the fourth quarter, A.V. was in the slot, and Joseph was outside. I want to go back and re-watch that, because there were some... There was at least one play in which that happened. So I agree with, with Dallas Young. Pretty sure J. Lee was benched, as TV Mac is saying. I, I think so, too. I need to go back and, you know, see if, or, or see on Twitter if there is some additional comments on that. 
topic because it looked that way. When Calvin Joseph got into the game, Anthony Brown was not out. Anthony Brown was inside, as Dallas Junk is saying. Burner account says, I have zero faith in any Cowboys team post-1995. Hopefully, these Cowboys are able to inspire some confidence in Week 18. And I'm gonna, and I'm, and I will tell you why. I think that even though the Eagles are not a very strong rival, if this Cowboys offense can click before the playoffs, we might get excited again, right? Because I think this Cowboys offense is close. To be honest, I do believe that, but they're struggling. They're they're, they're struggling right now. The in spite of that Washington game, that felt like the exception. Another takeaway, my number three takeaway from this game, and I think this one is an important one for Cowboys fans to get through the week. So I I invite you to accept this number three takeaway. We usually think about football games in terms of our team only, right? We think about if things go well, the Cowboys played a good football game. And if they lose, the Cowboys played a poor football game. But to be honest, and to be fair, not only to be honest, but to be fair, the Cardinals had some pretty good plays. And there were some moments in which you go, I cannot hate on the Cowboys because they got a bit on that play because it was just such a well-executed or well-designed football play. And I will give you some examples. The catch on the fake punt. That was a pretty good playmaking ability. Even though there was uh, also a defensive pass interference involved, I think it was a pretty sick catch. The third down in which we wanted a flag versus DeMarcus Lawrence because it appeared like uh, he was held, but that Kyler Murray made a play and scrambled to the left side and made the throw. I mean, respect to Kyler Murray. He's quite a football player. He's pretty insane sometimes. The touchdown when he faked the handoff and then rolled and it looked like it was a QB keeper and then he threw the pass and then he threw the pass at the last second and it was a touchdown. That was a pretty good play. So to be honest, we got to give that credit to Arizona as well. I think that they had a pretty good football game and they, they outplayed the Cowboys in that sense. What I was not expecting was the Cowboys pass rush to struggle this much. I think that I didn't expect the Cowboys to get outplayed in the trenches, and I expected more pressure from Marcus Lawrence and from Randy Gregory. They had some pretty good plays too, but for most of the game, they were losing that battle, I believe. Stevie Mack coming in hot, and this is actually, this is actually going to be a question for the entire chat, so make sure you chime in. Would you play the starters next week? Stevie Mac says, the real question is, is it even worth playing our starters next week? Need to get momentum, but at the same time, those guys sitting on the pine uh, for a game might help them mentally. It's going to be interesting to hear whatever Mike McCarthy has to say tomorrow because he was asked this very same question. Would you play the starters or not? Basically, that's what, what he was asked. And that's what I'm asking you guys as well in Facebook and on YouTube. And of course, on Twitter at ADC Dallas. McCarthy said that they were going to talk about it and that he was going to discuss it on Monday. Dak Prescott came out and he, and he said, I am playing. I got to look at who, who's, who's Pete from SNL. I, I, I will need to, to Google that. Timothy says, you remind me of Pete from SNL. I don't see much SNL, but I do like it. I do like those sketches. Let me, I'm going to pause this entire show just to that. 
Oh, oh, like Pete Davidson, you mean? I don't, I don't think I look like Pete Davidson. <laughs> Anyways, Mike McCarthy said that. I think you got to play your starters. I do believe that. I think that ah, you don't want anyone to be injured and you want them to be okay mentally, as TV Mac was saying in the YouTube chat. But I would play them. This Cowboys offense definitely is not great right now. They're definitely struggling in a lot of little things. And you want that to be cleaned up. And you can clean it up on practice, but you need to put that into action on an actual game day versus an actual opponent. So I would be all for playing starters as if this was basically a playoff game because this Cowboys team needs it. The counterpoint would be keep them healthy. And what if it goes wrong? What if you struggle against the Eagles as well? And then you're coming into the playoffs on an 0-2 streak. But you cannot play afraid, I believe. So I would definitely be in favor of playing the Cowboys starters. Timothy says, yes. Jessica goes with Jess as well. Uh, Dak seemed to be unsure, says Thomas in the pocket with his reads. Kyler was very sure with where he was going with the ball. Joshua says, depends who they are. Well, most of them. Like, would you rest Dak Prescott? Would you rest uh, the pass rushers? Hey, if you want to rest the defense, maybe you can do that. Now, nah, you, you need to take a global decision. You need to take a decision that involves the entire team. And Charles says Dak definitely needs it. If you're going to throw Dak Prescott in, you need to start all of them, I believe. You cannot, you cannot half-ass this game. Sorry for the, for the vocabulary, maybe, but you cannot go halfway with it. Either you start most of your players or all of them, basically. You maybe rest some of the banked up guys if they are banked up. But you need to go all in on, 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 on that decision. Burner account says, honest, honest, Mo, I don't think the outcome of Philly matters. This team looks like and feels like one and done. But you got to, that, that might be like the pessimistic outlook, maybe. But I think that this Cowboys team, hey, listen, it was a three-point game. And Greg Sorlein missed a field goal. And you might face the, the same team in the playoffs. So I think it is closer. Uh, I think that the Cowboys have the potential to win in the wildcard round. We'll talk about the divisional round later, maybe. But I think this team has the potential to be a winning team in the playoffs, even though they have been struggling. Joshua says, then no, I wouldn't play them. If it means all of them, Joshua says, I wouldn't play them. Jennifer goes with, I would play the starters in the first half. Maybe a possibility. Pamela Savage says, Dan Wright need to go all in. I do think that whatever the decision is, it's got to be a global decision. Either all of them play, except for the banged up guys, if they are banged up, or you rest most of them. You cannot rest all of them because it's the NFL and you have a 53-man roster. But I think that, listen, I think that you got to go. You got to go with one of these decisions. At the end of the day, we need to figure out the fact that, hey, the Cowboys are not perfect right now. But, but look at the rest of the NFC, right? Who is a clear-cut favorite in the, in the NFC? Beyond the fact that the Packers will have a first-round bye, which is a very big deal. But they have struggled against mediocre teams. The Tampa Bay Bucks have struggled against mediocre teams. The Rams as well. 
The Rams almost lost to the Ravens today. Uh, the the Bucks also lost to the Jets today. They all got out got, got the win, but it's not like any of these teams has been perfect throughout most of the year. And this is not an excuse for the Cowboys. This is not to say that hey, it's good that the Cowboys are. It's fair that the Cowboys are struggling because the other teams are also struggling. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is these are the teams that you would face in the playoffs. So even though the Cowboys are struggling, I wouldn't go as far as saying that they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. I understand 100% the frustration, though. 100%. Now let's talk about the flax. Let's talk about the Seabrass here for a moment. Too many penalties again, says Paul, and the kicker misses another field goal in an indoor stadium. That Greg Sorline miss did suck. It was a three-point loss. And it always comes by it always comes back to bite you, right? That that missed field goal. Here we go. Do you agree or disagree with the players calling out the refs after the loss? I was having this discussion with some fellow ADC sports writers. I was having the discussion. Do you agree or disagree with the players calling out the refs after the loss? Because we saw the Marcus Lawrence come out and say that. They were going to face both of these teams in the playoffs. And he meant the Cardinals and the second team, he meant the refs. And then we saw, I believe, that it was Leighton Banderich talking about that final fumble that was not called a fumble. And I don't know. I it, It's a controversial thing because I see that most of the comments actually agree. And I was expecting more of a mixed sentiment. And PPD Powell says agree. Samuel goes with agree. Uh, Devontae Griffin also says agree. Antonio says agree, agree. So we got a lot of agreeing here in the in the chat. But I gotta tell you, I low-key hate it. Michael Parsons came out and he said that hey, we beat ourselves. And I kind of agree with that approach way more than I agree with coming out and talking about the reps. Because Being completely objective, listen, that was a fumble and it should have been called a fumble and it sucks that the Cowboys didn't have a timeout to challenge it and you might argue that, hey, New York should have chimed in and tried to overturn that call. You can talk about all of that, but I think that to be completely fair, the Cowboys didn't lose because they didn't get that fumble call go their way. The penalties that were called on the Cowboys were not egregious, in my opinion. Some of them might have been controversial and questionable, maybe. But come on, I don't know. I don't know that this was the top reason why the Cowboys lost. I think that the top reason why the Cowboys lost is that they had drive-killing penalties, that some of them were pretty fair. They weren't able to get going offensively at any point in the game, basically. They had dropped passes. They had missed throws. There was no pass rush going constantly. So I think that the Cowboys did beat themselves. And also the Cardinals outplayed the Cowboys. And I think that it would be more healthy for the team. It would be healthier if they came out and said, or at least at closed door, hopefully that's the message, that they lost it because of all of that and not really because of the refs. It was the missed penalty, says Stevie Mac, that kicked our butts. So the no calls. The no calls hurt, especially when they didn't call holding on the on the Cardinals offensive line. 
But I think that coming out and talking about the refs, hey, you're not going to get more favorable calls, I believe, next weekend just because you talk that way about the Zebras. You can call holding on every play if you want it, says Beryl Killer. El Pipiti Palace is referee being better nowadays compared to the pre-replay days. That is that is likely true, huh? That that is even though a lot of people would say otherwise, I think that is likely true. But we since we just have the instant replay now, we just figure out how how many times they they get it wrong. The review was warranted. It gives the ball back to the Cowboys, says Gerald. One way we did beat ourselves, but the way refs cost us the game, says Jason Renfro. I know it's a controversial uh, topic, but ah, there were some flags that were justified and some flags that were questionable. I think that the most pen, the most frustrating penalty of the game was that delay of game in the two-point conversion. How how do you get called for an offense for a delay of game in a two-point conversion? How does that happen? Like that is the ultimate shooting yourself in the foot move that the Cowboys had today, and at, and it was the microcosm maybe of today's loss. Tom Brown, Tom down his burner account is asking if I can kick. I gotta be honest with you, I cannot kick at all. So I am not going to be the answer for life after Greg Sorlane, if it, if it comes at all, because I, I have been saying this a lot here on the primetime show. I don't believe that the Cowboys are going to get rid of Greg the leg. I think that Sorlane is your is your kicker until the playoffs are over and maybe in 2022 we'll have the conversation about another kicker but right now i don't think that the cowboys go get someone else i really don't dallas junk says it was a tough weekend for me my youths and cowboys lost and man oh man that was a tough loss in the rose bowl with rising being ruled out with an injury knocked out cold basically on that football field such an exciting Rose Bowl game. I hate it that it ended that way. I'm sorry for that, Dallas Young. You at least deserved QB1 to be there at the end of the game. Suck that he got injured. But Smith Jigva, though, how about that game that he had? He, he broke the record for the most receiving yards in a bowl game. Wilson says, I'm not blaming the refs. They just got bit. And I 100% agree with Wilson, and that is why I low-key hate the fact that the Cowboys, some players came out and talked about the refs. I understand the frustration. I agree that it was a fumble. It could have given the Cowboys another shot at winning the ball game. But I like Micah Parsons' approach better, coming out and saying, we beat ourselves, we need to be better. I, 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 I like that comment better. Complaining about the Seabrooks does not uh, does no good, says Larry, and counterproductive. Oof. We will, we will, we will rock you, Felix, says Timothy. Hey, hopefully that is the case. Shout out to the Facebook audience over here uh, chanting that. Charles Miller says, we got outplayed. That's all. Secondary didn't look good either. The secondary struggled quite a bit. And man, that Donovan Wilson play, that Donovan Wilson play was so good. And that was the moment in which I believed hey, the Cowboys just might come back and win this game. It was, I believe, I have not seen the replay in, in depth, but I would assume that it was some sort of cover one coverage, which is the coverage that the Cowboys used the most, which means 
Man-to-man coverage, you have one safety up high helping out in the deep passing routes. And then you have one robber. And I think, judging by the TV broadcast, that Donovan Wilson was somewhat of a robber, but that he had a focus on spying on Kyler Murray. So the ball is snapped. Donovan Wilson comes down hard. But he comes down hard running more than to that underneath zone. It seems to me, or maybe he's just reacting, that he's just looking at Colin Murray. Maybe he was the spy, but he was starting the play all the way up high as a, as a high safety in this play. And that was maybe the play of the game for the Cowboys. It was maybe the play of the game, defensively speaking, at least. It was a great hit on Kyler Murray. It was a much-needed stop. And that was the moment in which I thought, Maybe the Cowboys come back and they actually win this. Shout out to Donovan Wilson for that one play. He didn't have a perfect game, but that was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. Uh, Look at Meldo says, more likes. Also, we stunk today. Yeah, make sure you hit the like button and make sure you share the show. By the way, Pamela says, absolutely. I thought we were going to come back. (sighs) Ha. Burner accounts says Dak is starting to give me Kirk Cousin vibes. Good till it matters. I don't think that's fair though. I think Dak is better than Kirk. I I I feel strongly that Dak Prescott can be better than Kirk Cousins. He has struggled. It's it's been a weird slump for the Cowboys offensively. I still would put Dak Prescott as a top ten quarterback in the league, and if and even though he's in this lump. I think that you can justify it quite easily because most of the quarterbacks in the NFL have a lot of these streaks as well and these lumps. I, I still put Dak Prescott as a better quarterback. Dak's fumble also killed us that spin move, says Chris. Yeah, great play by Isaiah Simmons too. Credit to him. But I think that Dak is better than Kirk. I do. Kirk can light up the stat sheet, says Burner account. But man, when it is time to step it up and take the next step, just like the Cowboys, the Vikings choke. And it sucks because you have seen the other side of the coin. We have seen Dak Prescott win a playoff game. We have seen Dak win big ball games. Like that, ever since he was a rookie, we have been seeing him in those spots. So, for example, some of the comments this week have been the Cowboys cannot beat a team with a winning record when they came into this game with a 2-3 and record versus winning teams. Jose Vasquez says, how many times do we got to give Dak Prescott an excuse when he should have one game that we end up losing? Uh, when he should have one game that we end up losing. We will never win a playoff game with him. That's guaranteed. He chokes in big games. But Dak has literally won a playoff game. So I I kind of struggle with that narrative. How is the how is the narrative he he's not going to win a playoff game when he has done that? He has done that in the past. He has won big games. He has stepped up in big moments. I understand the frustration with the slump. I don't think that that means that Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback anymore or anything like that. But it's been, a, I'm not justifying the, the, the bad streak, the losing streak. I'm uh, not losing streak because it's not even been a losing streak, by the way. Just the slump for the offense, I meant. Sorry about that. It's a shame you're doubting Dak, says Dallas Young. 
Timothy says, we got this. We'll see how it goes tomorrow night. We'll talk more about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk more about the NFL. We'll have overreaction Monday here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Looking forward to taking a look at this All-22 tape because there are a lot of questions that I want to answer. I want to answer how the Cardinals got to Dak Prescott maybe early in the game. And the Cowboys had a good defensive performance in the first half as well. They struggled towards the end of it, but I don't know that you can hate on them for that. We'll see how it goes. But thank you for joining the show. Thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Remember, every like, every share just helps us get more Cowboys fans in this show and have a better experience for all of us. Also, make sure you check out the website, adcsports.com slash Dallas. ADC Sports, celebrating over 14 million website hits in 2021. Excited about that. Excited about what's to come in 2022. And remember, we aim to be your one stop for Cowboys content here on ADC Sports Dallas. In the shows and in the website as well. adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. As Dallas Junk is saying, have a beer maybe. Have a coffee. Have a hot chocolate. I kind of want a hot chocolate right now. Not going to lie. I love it. That's a random fact about me. So, Ah, Try to move on from today's loss, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you. I will see you 8 p.m. Central Time. Thank you, guys.